a lot of us around the office have been talking, and we agree that you seem really stressed out. And we would just love it if you would treat yourself to just a break, to just take a break. And we here at the office, by which I mean the offices of The Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal, uh, we want to be the ones to help you find that peace. And here we are. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert, and I am, uh, you know, just a humble cereal word farmer, tending to my words about cereal. Uh, don't discount what you do, Dan. It is a, <laughs> an extremely valuable service, um, and we're all lucky to have you. Us in the biz are, <laughs> are lucky to have you. Um, so this is a, a podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in cereal technology. Dan's going to review some new cereals. We're going to talk about cereal news. We're going to hear from you about your your deep fondness for cereal. Uh, but first, uh, I would encourage you to relax, to sit back, to close your eyes if that is safe and advisable for you to do so, and just spend the next half hour or so and think of nothing but cereal. That's all you got to do. It's an easy show, relaxing one, and uh, we are here to cradle you with this audio hammock and mm. just talk about cereal. So, Dan, we've been talking about this first news story and how we can approach it in a way that is not uh, in violation of our show's mission. <laughs> so maybe we'll just try to t- keep a steady hand on the on the wheel as we as we talk about this this development. Well, maybe it would help if we started by talking about the good times, uh, all the fond memories we may have about Rice Krispies treats cereal. Uh, oh, what a, what a what a delightful! I mean, just what what a what a treat! What a delightful! And I know it's right there in the name. I know, but it's just it's just a delightful product. And uh, if you've never had it. It's sort of like the regular Rice Krispies that you know and love, except they are, a bunch of them are glommed together in big chunks, uh, <laughs> held together by a sort of, uh, not really, I mean, it's uh, texture-wise, it doesn't have a lot to do with Rice Krispie treats, but definitely the flavor uh, is, is, very, is very familiar of, of the treats, of these big delicious chunks of of cereal yeah if you've ever had a a crunchy marshmallow it's a, a bit of a paradox but they, they really executed it well um i think you may remember it used to be in a, a turquoise box and i i firmly believe that all cereals that have been in turquoise boxes happen to just be super great uh we just had the cinnamon roll fillos which are really good uh as well as sprinkle spangles i believe had a very nice uh, deep sea foam as well. I think it just it just fits really well with, you know, sort of the calming ocean soundscapes that we have here. Um, so it was a little miffed back when Rice Krispies treats, you know, moved into a purple box. But unfortunately, that is not the greatest uh, sin that has been committed to the cereal. Uh, for all these good memories, may 
may very well be called a eulogy because Kellogg's has introduced a new recipe, and uh, I'm making air quotes very, very fervently when I say those things, uh, a new recipe for Rice Krispies Treats cereal, which is just Frosted Krispies with marshmallows. I mean, try not to be stressful. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody on Earth. It is just, it's unfathomable to me. And I guess if you had to, if you had to guess, if you had to make an assumption, and and you're obviously more knowledgeable about this space, although I would guess that neither of us know too much about the economics of the cereal mm-hmm. biz. But if I had to guess, they are already making Frosted Rice Krispies cereal. They are already making these small white marshmallows. And they thought, hey, we could just mix those together and not have to manufacture the actual Rice Krispies treat cereal anymore. That is a cost saving is the only thing that I can think of for this for this change. You know, it's entirely possible that they just wanted to, you know, keep all the good Rice Krispies treat cereal to themselves, uh, sort of in the the RKTC lounge up there at Kellogg's headquarters. I can picture it now. Yeah, we never think of of hoarding as as a reason for why these recipes change, but that is entirely possible, Dan. It's an excellent point. Well, I mean, we can only assume that a cereal that great was sort of made out of uh, a rare Rice Krispies treats ore of sorts, freshly Mm -hmm. mined in in various chunks. So it could could be a limited resource. So I honestly... I wouldn't be disappointed. I would just be... Yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Let's, you know what? Let's move on. We don't need to yeah. dwell. Let's, uh, let's talk better Rice Krispies news, because there happens to be a lot of it overseas, because uh, while Kellogg's of America is sort of... Uh, they've kind of melted down Snap, Crackle, and Pop, even design-wise, into a glossy paste of sorts, but Kellogg's in the United Kingdom is making a lot of great headlines, uh, biggest of which would be that they are partnering with a local brewery to turn discarded cereal grains from the factory, so those ones that have been overcooked, uncoated, discolored, maybe they have a bad attitude, um, and they're upcycling them instead of getting rid of them into three different beers, each of them stylized to the cereal involved. So we have uh, cornflakes, which has turned into a throwaway IPA, um, I'm not a big IPA person. I don't know about you, but uh, my wife about- Sydney adores them. It is not my uh, is not my favorite. I mean, but if someone told you that the there's a cereal flavored beer, and you get your hopes really high, and they tell you it's cornflakes, I, I think they can do better, and they do better with the the cast off pale ale, which is made from Rice Krispies, uh, pretty mm. solid, pretty standard, and then. My, the one I'm most excited by would be the Sling It Out Stout, which is made with uh, Cocoa Puffs, which is basically just uh, Cocoa Krispies uh, in the United Kingdom, where they have a much more fun mascot, which is a monkey, versus these sort of uh, crude claymation elves that we now have. Uh, it, 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 a beer is not my, uh, my favorite, but uh, this definitely sounds... 
like a good use of cereal, better than the heartbreaking possibility of cereal going down the down the proverbial toilet. Maybe they're going to use Rice Krispies treat cereal to make something even greater, perhaps uh, a golden nectar or some sort of liquid ambrosia to really show that they were thinking of us on a higher level. That's nice. That's nice to think <laughs> about that. Yeah. Now, um, nerds should like this next story. <laughs> nerds, sort of including me. Um, and my brother Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a lot about uh, FYE cereals here, and usually we come to the same conclusion that they're not worth the sort of roughly $10 average uh, investment that it takes to get a novelty cereal. But right. this one just came so out of the blue that it might just be worth it. Uh, FYE is teaming up with Yu-Gi-Oh! of all card games out there to launch a Blue Eyes White Dragon Berry Blast cereal. Have, have you gotten a look at this box yet, by the way? Can I say it is... Um, uh, it's hilarious. It's an extremely good box. You see the, the Blue Eyes White Dragon staring down into a bowl of... I mean, I got a, a very tricks-like, sort of classic tricks-like uh, cereal bowl. Um, it look the cereal they have here looks very appealing to me. <laughs> it looks like a lot of times when you would see cereal in like a kid's book, like kind of what cereal would look like there. Um, uh, it looks very delicious. It, it's just it looks kind of like clip art on the box, which is just. Mm -hmm. What makes a really funny uh, sort of juxtaposition between that and this giant, terrifying 3,000 tech point dragon. <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess if tricks were for kids, then this this is only for serious duelists. I, uh, I'm looking forward to, to try. I, I would try this one. If it, it you know, I, it's, it'll probably taste like all the other licensed cereals, um, which I, I, imagine, I imagine are just like sort of white label. Uh, repurposed cereals from other manufacturers, but uh, I'd give it a try. I, not to change the subject, but do you ever try the Elf cereal, the Funko Elf cereal? No, but I'm assuming it tasted the same as every single other Funko cereal they had. It which had was... a very strange. Now I haven't tried the other ones, but it had a very strange cherry flavor, like very powerful, almost cherry cough syrup kind of flavor um that i was kind of deeply into but i'm nasty really like that. Yeah, yeah it was it was very weird and i wouldn't say i liked it but at this point like weird flavors like that i'm i'm down i'm down i'm down to try yeah i might have said it before but it kind of tastes like a, a fermented tricks almost so i think if they have a lot of unsold funko cereal they could upcycle that into some a nice wine perhaps a so, nice sure <laughs> A nice red eyes, uh, red eyes black Zinfandel. I don't know. I don't know much Something. about wine. <laughs> Something <laughs> fancy. Um, an another delicious sounding cereal in this final news story. Oh yes, we're back to the uh, United Kingdom Krispies game. Uh, back to talking about Cocoa Pops, which of course, again, uh, for anyone with a very short term memory, it would be the Cocoa Krispies in United Kingdom, but they are upping that game by introducing white chocolate Cocoa Pops. Um, this is a pretty bold move because you don't really see white chocolate in any cereal that's currently on American shelves. Mm -hmm. uh, the closest thing that I can think of would be 
the Hershey's Cookies and Cream cereal that came out a few years back, which was just a major disappointment. It was uh, it was much like the Dippin' Dots cereals of today in that you just get lost in this sea of uh, corn husks, essentially, that are, you know, have candy flavor based on them, but it ends up being, again, pretty disappointing. So I hope that uh, Kellogg's UK can do a better job of translating that very specific creamy, super sweet chocolate flavor into a cereal like this. Yeah, I actually love, uh, this is embarrassing, but uh, I had a bag of white chocolate morsels that I kept mm. in the cupboard just as an add-on to to cereals that would benefit from it. Um, read all, yes. all cereals. <laughs> it's hard uh, to stop once you start. <laughs> it is a very, it is a very nice uh partner for cereal so i'm hoping they get it right yeah if not i mean why not toss some morsels into those bad boys now you're talking uh i have another uh uh desire dan and that is a desire um and i don't talk about this a lot but i love to hear people review cereals <laughs> and uh, well, you're in luck uh, i'm so excited about this first cereal that i actually just uh, paid $8 to have Walmart ship me a box because my local uh, stores refused to carry it. I don't know. It feels personal, although it, it's, it's possible it's it's not. Well, the bad news I can break to you is that I bought it off Target.com for only $4. So, Dang. Uh, yeah, you're paying the wall tax, I guess. But Cotton Candy Cap'n Crunch. Four C's, but I would give it an, a B plus. Nice. Right off the bat, <laughs> um, if you ever, I'm sure you're familiar with artificial cotton candy flavor. It doesn't taste quite like the real thing, but it's very specific, and nothing else tastes like it. Yes. And this is exactly what that cereal tastes like. Uh, first off, uh, quick sidebar: the color, the color is what really drew me to this cereal because the sort of pastel blue and pastel pink. Uh, if you remember Rose Quartz and Serenity 2016 Pantone colors of the year. I've certainly not forgotten. They are my favorite colors. Uh, I light my living room in those colors very often. I wear those colors. And now I can put them in my mouth, too. So if, I think the the cotton candy flavored product I would most closely align these with would be... Have you ever had cotton candy bubble yum? Sure, yeah. Yeah, this is this is just like that. Obviously, you can swallow it safely, but it's just... Like a, I want to hear you try and describe cotton candy flavor first because I'm so trying to find the right it's, adjectives. It's a, uh, this is, I, I've actually researched this before because I think it's a fascinating subject, but there's some, obviously cotton candy is sugar, um, but there is something about the uh, caramelization process, I guess you would say, that, that sugar has to go through the, it, it, you're raising the temperature of the sugar to be able to spin it into cotton candy. Mm. And there's some sort of chemical shift that happens, um, which I, I would say maybe is even a, um, a distillation of the sugar flavor, somehow making the sweetest thing on earth, like more sweet, <laughs> just slightly, I guess would be the best cotton candy flavor description. Yeah. I think I was trying to put it somewhere between like Superman ice cream and bubble gum, maybe. Sure. But yeah, I also did, uh, some cotton candy research on a different note and do you know how many different names there are for cotton candy across the world 
Uh, I know Candy Floss is one I've heard on Peppa Pig before, so I know that, that <laughs> that's one in the UK. The most trusted source of uh, you know cotton candy knowledge. <laughs> right. But I think some of my favorites were, I think in Greece it's called Grandma's Hair. Okay. And in France it's called Dad's Beard. So, All right. Mm-hmm. Australia calls it Fairy Floss. Hmm. I think uh, somewhere that calls them, what was it, Ghost's Breath? I think that's probably the most BA one out of all of them. So That is that is really wild, yeah. I think that's how they get Booberry back on track this October, is they upgrade him to uh, a heavy-breathing ghost. <laughs> so, yeah, Australia is really Australia is really big into naming fairy foods. They have... Um, have heard of fairy bread? No. What is it's it? White bread, and then they cover it with butter, and then they sprinkle. Um, do you know what hundreds and thousands are? Um, it's sort of like the outside of a snow cap, non perials like ah. the really tiny, crunchy candy balls. They sprinkle that on top of the butter, um, and then cut it into triangles and serve it at kids' parties. Hmm. I mean, my initial reaction was a little was to be a little bit grossed out, but I don't think that's like any different from a uh, a grocery store style birthday cake for kids either. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds delicious. So high marks for uh, Captain Crunch cotton candy, or is it just sort of as advertised? Kind of know going in if you'll like it or not. Yeah, pretty high marks. It's something that uh, kind of weird on me after a while because it is super, super sweet and. It's very nuanced and specific flavor that isn't really the everyday kind of cereal. If you're just uh, waking up at maybe 4 a.m. to get a glass of water and decide to have a, a bowl of cereal, too, while you're at it, I don't think you would go that's for this a, one. That's a good ball. That's yeah. a good ball. If you've never had that ball, I would try that ball. That is a very good bowl <laughs> of cereal. Yeah, just skip on the cotton candy or else it'll probably make your teeth reverberate into your dreams. Yeah. Um, I I spoke very briefly on this cereal, uh, this next one last last episode, but uh, you finally tried both of the drumstick cereal varieties. I did two giant boxes of them. Uh, mm-hmm. They come in only giant boxes, of course. Only That's giant new boxes cereals have to have family size boxes. <laughs> uh, so it comes in two flavors, which is classic vanilla and then mint chocolate, and both of them have the sort of same cereal composition which is pretty much golden gram pieces that they call cone pieces pretty much cocoa fold. yeah pretty much cocoa puffs that they call cocoa nuggets which nice try. i don't even think that was necessary <laughs> uh and then there's finally these little discs that are basically like cookie crisp uh without the chips and the classic vanilla one just has ice cream flavored discs which really don't they don't taste like anything they're kind of just filler in that sense while as the mint chocolate ones have the actual sort of pastel nickelodeon slime green ones that do mm-hmm. taste like sweet mint that i really dug um so i think i was a little disappointed just because this is pretty much mixing different cereals together and with the the classic vanilla especially i just feel like there's so many better cereals that do the the chocolate and vanilla mix better than that Mm-hmm. Um, so the mint chocolate, on the other hand, now that the, the thin mint cereal is gone, this is pretty much the only way for you to get mint chocolate in your cereal. And while I think that 
Thin Mints did it better by having a much thicker powdery coating. Uh, this one still gets the job done, and it's got a more diverse mouthfeel in a sense, if that's what you're into. I tried vanilla because my daughter's not big into mint. Um, mm. And I, you know, I just... It really is hard to shake that feeling of, you know, we talk a lot about uh, cereals just kind of uh, a little lazy, I feel like, mm -hmm. in, in recent years, you know. Um, not a lot of innovation in, like, piece texture, etc. Um, and and I think the drumstick cereal doesn't really, you're, I wanted something uh, that, that would feel a little bit more like ice cream. I would say a better variant of this idea is probably the... Uh, I Cocoa Puffs, the the ice cream parlor, ice cream scoop. Oh, the Neapolitan. Puffs. Yeah, the Neapolitan ones. Um, not my favorite cereal on earth, but had I feel like a little bit more of the the ice cream flavor. Um, the the there's a creaminess that you need beyond the vanilla. I feel like there's like a layer of creaminess that you need to get the ice cream flavor across, and I just don't feel like either of these did the job. Yeah, personally, I think the, the Cold Stone Creamery and Malto Meal crossovers are still my favorite take on ice cream cereals, the our stra Strawberry Blonde especially, even though they only brought marshmallows to the mix, and I really don't want to support the further marshmallowification of every single cereal. I think mm -hmm. it, it's, it's still better than these flavorless discs. I, I feel like it would have also really benefited from... If you've ever had the uh, dark chocolate pieces that are in the Special K, mm, yes, uh, dark definitely. chocolate, you know, that texture of the chocolate is uh, would go a long way, I think, towards making this feel a, a bit more special. Even the even the yogurt bits that are in Special K sure, are much yeah. more oh, literally absolutely. creamy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, the the last cereal here, Mega Stuff Oreos. What the what makes these uh, mega? Well, if uh, previous discussions were any indication, it's marshmallows. Uh, mm. You may recall, I think last episode I talked about how the gold standard variation of Oreo O's from 2002 was the extreme cream version with marshmallows. And, of course, I had my perennial plug for how much better South Korean Oreo O's are, uh, so much better that I pay $30 at a time for them, but I thought initially that this might be a reversion to that formula, but it still kind of lacks the dense fudginess of those rings, and we got the same very airy Oreo rings uh, from the standard Oreo O's cereal. Uh, first, let me get your opinion on Oreos in general. Where do you, where do your preferences fall on the stuff continuum of sort of original to now they have the most stuff? I feel like they have never... I've tried... I try... I'm kind of a sucker for Oreo variants. Um, my friend uh, Greg Miller did a show for a long time uh, where he would... Uh, Oreo oration where he would try... <laughs> Oreos and uh, uh, I he kind of got me into trying all the different flavors so I love uh, those I personally though I don't feel like they have ever top gotten very close don't feel like they've ever topped classic Oreos just regular original Oreos I feel like is still the best uh, balance of, of flavors and 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 amount of cream etc yeah I think the the sort of cultural obsession with stuff as, as a concept, is mm -hmm. definitely waning. I mean, the Mega Stuff Oreo O's were just absurd, absolutely. More of a 
more of a coffee table piece than anything you would eat. So I'm hoping we can get maybe a reversion of that formula and get sort of double double wafer Oreos, or Oreos in general, I guess. But going back to the cereal, I don't really feel like the marshmallows add much in this case. I was hoping for a lot more. The problem is that American Oreos, they're basically glazed with a marshmallow sugariness to begin with. So mm -hmm. no matter how many marshmallows you add, it's kind of diminishing returns in a sense that you aren't making a very large impact on the flavor profile. Um, if I were to give a better Oreo O's idea to anyone listening, because they do call this line of cereals dream cereals, so I'm hoping if I dream about what I want long enough, uh, they're sort of dream scouts over at post will be able to report back. But what I want is... <laughs> Golden Oreo O's improved with chocolate marshmallows like you see in Count Chocula. Then we truly Ooh. have the return of Uh-Oh Oreos, which I believe might be the only true challenger to original. <laughs> <laughs> You've put a lot of thought in this, Dan, and I really I love that about you. Well, then they can um, go head-to-head -head with Cap'n Crunch as well in the, in the range of accident-based cereals. <laughs> <laughs> I love a cereal with a narrative. I do. I'm a sucker for it. We asked you last week to share with us your earliest cereal memories. Uh, I have a few of those here that I'd love to share with y'all. Uh, and I'm just going to play them for you, and then we'll come back and discuss a little bit. My earliest cereal memory would probably be laying backward on my grandmother's plastic-covered couch trying to eat Apple Jacks mixed with Pops out of a bowl on the floor. I guess even back then, I was an adventurous cereal consumer. So my first cereal memory is also probably what I would consider to be the crowning achievement of my life. And it was when um, I was five or six and my mom and I went to Universal Studios and I got to be one of the first testers of Peanut Butter Cookie Crisp, which may rest in peace because that cereal was amazing. Hello, gentlemen. My name is Eric, and my first cereal memory, even though it's a bit later in my life, was going out of my way to try and track down the limited edition Krusty-O's cereal when the Simpsons movie was released in theaters. Uh, I found it, and it was terrible. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Dan, um, I actually have one. My very my earliest cereal memory uh i would have been maybe six or seven uh and my i was at my mom's uh mother's house my granny's house and she let me eat uh as much as i wanted of the mm. pac-man cereal oh she opened God. the box and let me just go while go, on go it. full pac-man on it <laughs> yes i i yes i was doing a pac-man impression i think <laughs> and this is the this is the pac-man that had uh pac pieces and then ghost shape uh marshmallows i guess kicks was the was the base of the cereal and then the ghost marshmallows um and i ate so much of this cereal that i got sick and I could not eat cereal marshmallows for 15 years. Oh, I was man. in college before <laughs> I started eating cereal marshmallows again. That, that is how 
uh, much of an impact is left on me. Do you remember the first time you experienced them again? Uh, I tried off and on, um, but I think I'm not. This timeline may be off slightly, so I, apologies. But I think it was Rice Krispies with marshmallows. I, I, oh. They had a really, <laughs> they had a really appealing uh, rainbow uh, marshmallow, or like three color uh, marshmallow thing. Um, and and it was it was uh, fruity marshmallows is what it was, uh, and and I uh, I remember trying those and they that may have been my first one back I don't I don't remember exactly when that cereal was was it was in vogue but uh, yeah it was that's my earliest earliest memory. Man, Rice Krispies and marshmallows just keep popping up in your life. They're following you. No. Uh, the narratives are intertwined. Well, before I share another of my earlier cereal memories, there's a lot to unpack about a lot of the answers we got. Because we got a couple dozen. I listened to all of them. I very much enjoyed it. I'm just extremely shocked about how many people, uh, us included, mentioned their grandma as the first place that they... their Her house is the first place they ate cereal. It just seems like that's the perfect place to eat cereal. Just thematically, the two have very similar energies. That place yeah. and that food. And I just think it's wonderful that so many people got to experience it there. Uh, and also, quick note, the the peanut butter cookie crisp really should rest in peace because uh, Kroger had a store brand version of peanut butter cookie crisp, and I can attest that that is a fantastic combination that needs to exist somewhere in some space. Uh, but if I were to give one more cereal memory and cheat a little bit, I'll talk about Chex Mix, uh, which isn't a cereal, shouldn't be eaten with milk, but... I love my dear mother so much because she would eat Chex Mix a lot, but she did not like the pretzels at all. So she would pick out all of the pretzels. Uh, as you know, they have these sort of window-shaped ones as well as the rings. And, you know, I would just go to town. I would Pac-Man those things up, too. And to this day, I will pick out the pretzels first in Chex Mix. Uh, if you go to bowl.rest, you can send us a voicemail. Uh, I have one for the next episode. I would like to hear your uh, absolute favorite, now defunct, cereal. Mm. Uh, what you could m- most wish you could travel through a, a time machine to go secure another box of. And honestly, the more the more obscure, the better. I've talked fondly about my absolute favorite cereal in history being Smurf Fairy Crunch, which has been manufactured for decades. Uh, so, so whatever you got, uh, go over to bowl.rest and send us a, a relaxing anecdote about your favorite defunct cereal. And now, Dan, I am captivated by your cereal myth that you've teased me with this week. The strange and unlikely case of avocado and tapioca honey bunches of oats. Yeah, now this is, is a myth that was only introduced to me this week, and it's probably the myth that we featured here that I doubt more than anything. Uh, someone linked me to a tweet that was posted where someone said, did you know that Honey Bunches of Oats used to have a avocado and tapioca flavor? And they showed a screen cap of Wikipedia where it did in fact appear in the, the list of varieties of Honey Bunches of Oats. Naturally, uh... I had hesitations about trusting anything on Wikipedia, especially anything that ridiculous. Uh, so I looked into it, and of course, that 
That particular line item on the Honey Bunches of Oats Wikipedia page was the only thing added when that person added that. Um, But more suspicious is that there were many reversions after that where people removed other false details about Honey Bunches of Oats, but that one has remained for some time now. Um, Curious, I looked into it more and I couldn't find anything online, so I replied to this person's tweet and expressed my hesitations and trepidations and... Asked them where they asked them if it was real or not, and of course they said yes. I've tried it before, and somehow they weren't even the only ones in that comment section to say that they've tried this extremely strange mix. Um, but when I pressed for more information and asked where I might be able to find more information about it, they said Denny's archival website. Okay. <laughs> uh, just those, just those three words, and I then asked naturally for a link because that doesn't really make much sense, and I was not replied to, so. I mean, maybe it's possible that there was some strange Denny's menu item that, like, breaded a French to- French toast, French toast, uh, in honey bunches of oats, and then paired it with these items. But I just, I just can't picture it. So if you're listening to this and you happen to have tried this, you have to let us know immediately. Uh, you know, funny story about Honey Bunches of Oats. It was created by a uh, lifelong uh, post employee named Vernon J. Herzing, and he uh, mixed up uh, CW Post, which was a granola cereal, uh, Toasties, Grape Nuts Flakes, and Sugar Sparkle Flakes. He mixed them up, gave them to his uh, 18-year-old daughter, Kimberly, and she adored them. Uh, and that is how Honey Bunches of Oats was was created. Hmm. I wonder if she's still around to attest to this this myth at all. Um, see, it was made in 76, and she was 18 in 76. A very decent chance, I would say. Very decent Dang. chance. Try to track her down. Um, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on the Empty Bowl. We hope you've uh, found a little bit of respite. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. We know we've enjoyed uh, making the show for you, as always. Uh, bold.rest, again, is the place where you can go to send us a voicemail, or you can also support the show there if you would like. Uh, you can uh, pledge from 99 cents up to, I think, 9.99 monthly to help support the show. Half of that goes to keep seriously.com going. Sorry, seriously.net. <laughs> They don't get any of that seriously.com money. Uh, seriously. They had their net. chance. <laughs> yeah, they had their chance. Uh, running, and the other half goes to a food bank here in Huntington, West Virginia. So um, if you support us, we sure appreciate it. And um, you, can, you can also email us at yes. mail at bowl.rest if you happen to be uh, a former Denny's employee who defected to IHOP and now wants to share. Hmm. All those strange avocado and tapioca secrets. Um, and that, uh, that, that, the last way you can support the show is if you rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform. We sure appreciate it. But that is going to do it for us for this week. So for Dan Goubert, my name is Justin McElroy. And as always, don't forget to drink, to drink the milk. That was pretty close. Very cool. Better every time. Every single time, a little bit.